play the fight song. Welcome into the Play the Fight Song podcast. We have football this week, and not just scrimmages, not just fall practice or camp. We have actual football. Week zero is upon us, and we are ready to break that down for you, among with many other things. We have our conference title point game, which Parks has won twice in a row. Um, if anybody wanted to brag about that, he's the only one that can say anything. I'm just better than you, and that's okay. New for one it's, year. it's been tough, and honestly, nobody's been really close to beating him. So we're going to have to change that. But we have the group of five team breakdowns. We're each going to break down one to two teams. We're going to go after and jump into those. So you get a little bit of idea of what's going on outside of the power conferences as well, because we love the group of five out here. We're going to break down Notre Dame because maybe we forgot about it. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. We didn't know where to plug them in. But we're going to break down the Irish and we're going to do much, much more. Welcome in. As I was saying, Perks, you had a little bit of a moment to brag about your titles. Do you want to brag a little more before it's officially over with? You can't brag about them anymore? No. When you're building a dynasty like I am, you just kind of do it humbly, going the Nick Saban route. I'm just, I plan on winning it again. Anything less is a failure. So I'm um, just here to do that. Just that and move that. on. There's a lot of rat poison out there you got to, you know, ignore. Mm-hmm. You just got to build on it. Reese, what are you going to do? Are you going to do anything different? You got a new strategy for this year? Because I think I got a new one, but I don't know if you guys are ready for it. I- I think there's a strategy. I'm not going to give mine away um, because when it comes to everybody, everybody thinks the same when it comes to the, the power fives, but the G fives, I think is where you can get a little, little more, little, little, little more wild with your guesses. I think is where you can yep. try to have a little bit of fun in there, but the G, the power fives is where it's, you, you can't be as crazy, but that's, that's, that's a, that's just an idea I have. I'm not giving away my picks, but it's just an idea. I'm not giving away everything, but you almost told us your exact strategy. Nope. I didn't. Schaefer. Week zeros this week. How you feeling about that? Last year you were all in on this Hawaii Vanderbilt game, and I'm not sure if it's going to be worth in 30 points this year. Yeah, I don't know if I'm as excited as I was about it last year. I don't know from the changes that we've kind of made as a podcast. I don't like have any excitement towards a line yet. I know we're we're recording this on a Tuesday, so I'm still kind of feeling it out. I'm still a little uh, I'm still a little sore from last year's ass beating I got from gambling all year. <laughs> So I, I have a little gun shy, so a little gun shy in the uh, gambling world, but I, I guarantee you by Saturday, I'm going to have a couple plays that I'm just feeling all in on. All right. Well, no, Reese, what do you got? If you're thinking about taking Hawaii plus the points, don't do it. I fell in that trap last year. It wasn't even close. Don't do it guys. Especially don't. this year. They are going to be, I think they're going to be worse. On the good side, we're not breaking down Hawaii, so we're not bashing them up front just to tell you more about them later. Like We're not on the Hawaii train this year. And the Commodores, maybe. I don't know. I think someone might bring up a win total here later. I don't know. I'm just foreshadowing a little bit, maybe. But let's jump into our recent news headlines. We have a couple that we want to talk about. We're going to lead off with Jim Harbaugh getting a three-game suspension from the University of Michigan. This is not an NCAA suspension. This is a self-inflicted uh, suspension from the University of Michigan as the NCAA continues to investigate all everything that's going on in Michigan and with Jim Harbaugh and different allegations of incidents and rules that he has broken. So he will be suspended for three. His first game back will be Rutgers happening to be their first Big Ten game. Thank Is God there anything we need? I think there's not a ton to stay on, say on this other than like obviously he gets to come back for the Big Ten play. But we're going to know more and more as NCAA dives deeper and deeper into this. It's going to be hard for us to know everything and just continue to cover it until we know 
get more information, my, I guess. My only thing is like, what's the point of this? So is he like trying to give him a self-ass- Yeah, from the NCAA. Yeah, it's still less so. games than it's less games than what they gave him in the first place. No, so. but then they were probably upset that they didn't end up suspending him. So Michigan's like, well, we can soften this blow for maybe later use if we just kind of knock it down right now. So I think that's where the three comes from. I think you just got to be careful with the running rebels coming in week two. UNLV, that's a big yeah. game he's missing, man. He's missing these big name teams. They didn't. It's def- they definitely didn't shortchange him there. Yeah, I I don't know how they're going to win those football games. I got to be honest with you. Christ. Um, to, to the second news point, Kansas has invested in a little bit of football. Schaefer was pretty excited about this and learning exactly what's going to happen down in Lawrence. They unveiled on a whole video exactly what Booth Stadium, correct? Is uh, yeah, is it David Booth like. Stadium? Memorial yeah. Stadium? David correct. Booth Memorial? What? Do we think this is enough, or do you think this is just like this has to get updated so they're making it a bigger deal and releasing it now? Well, they're sticking around in the Big 12 and then modern Big 12, and with all the changes, they still would easily have the worst stadium in co- or in the co- conference and probably in Power 5. I've been down there for a game one year. Man, I, I seriously don't think it, it was it has been touched since the 40s. Um, it's it's pretty brutal. So these were – no, no peeing in holes down there. I, I, I swear to God. West Lafayette would give it a run for its money. I don't know if you've yeah. seen the shithole Purdue plays in, but it ain't nice. So it was ne- it was necessary. I think it was maybe maybe almost an incentive to keep uh, Lance Leipold around. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but I think, I think it will look nice. It's in a good location on campus. Part. So yeah, I think it's going to look very nice. It's an interesting concept that they have the new light poles that they're using. It doesn't like look like normal lights. They're just like I don't know. It looks like spider legs like dangled up in the air. Interesting I look. Can, I can picture it all perfect. Thank you for that visual, JP. Well, you, I, I don't know how to explain it. When you you also have to revamp things when you start losing recruiting battles field-wise to Texas high schools, and they were definitely within that realm because there's a Texas high school that just rebuilt their stadium, and it might still even be nicer. Thing. If we're going down the revamp thing, the jerseys kind of suck. They're pretty bland. Yeah, they're all they're lost. Big ass letters on the chest. Yeah, we didn't need to write it in ninety five point font. We could have stayed <laughs> like small. Yeah, times do Roman ninety five font. Yeah, but not, we're not bashing Kansas. We're just talking about the stadium. Oh, Kansas, I'd bring we that did. Up. We shit on them. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely did. Reese Reese wrote this one down. The blind side. The blind side story. It was a lie. Is it, a lie? it was a lie, is it man. A fraud. What is, is that? The Tui shit? family bad people. Are how they? long does it how how does it take this long for the story to come out too? I feel like if he I mean, he's not getting paid, so that's why he's upset, but like it took him this long to be like, I want my money. Like that's crazy. I don't know. I'm not well versed in the whole thing. I just it's a big going on thing between his lawyer and Michael Orr and the Tui family and their lawyer and it's wild. And my favorite so wrong in the movie, like I've never had that before. Yeah. What? Like I was gonna say my favorite like part is uh all the people who are attacking Sandra Bullock, like she had something yeah, to do, with like she adopted him. Where's that? What's that meme where it's like you're changing that young boy's life? It's like, no, he's changing mine. <laughs> oh no, Sandra does not deserve to take these shots unnecessarily. You ever seen somebody said? Great. 
somebody said that they have to make a 30 for 30 for this and the commercial would be badass like what if i told you and it was just like cuts <laughs> that would be they gotta do it you know who do, who's gonna pick it up is netflix that's exactly where i was gonna go with it untold the i'm gonna watch it story or i don't know michael blind, the unso blind side blindsided like, by the blind side bad names but you know what i'm getting at some blind side, you'd have to use some run on words there. <laughs> Blindsided by the blind side. <laughs> He's wild. Hey, I'm I'm working right here. I'm like Edgar Allan Poe or some shit. QB races, Ohio State and Alabama still undecided prior to week one. This is gonna go into next week, I am sure. But what we do know is Carson Beck is gonna play quarterback for Georgia week one. That has been announced. That has been absolutely blown up as it was the defending two-time national champions naming their quarterback. Are we worried about Bama? Are we worried about Ohio State? Do you think it's more of a there's just one that hasn't stood up a little further, but they're both really talented? Or do you think guys are struggling in these rooms? I think Ohio State's kind of a concern because I think out of the spring, everyone was pretty certain on uh, Kyle McCord was going to be the guy. Alabama, you kind of knew it was going to be up in the air. Milrow mm-hmm. wasn't very impressive last year in his one and a half games that he did play. But the the, the room, rumor out of Columbus was like, he's going to be our guy in April. And, and Devin Brown, I believe, was like hurt in the spring. So he wasn't taking reps. He wasn't learning the system, um, all that kind of stuff. So for it to come down to this week and we still don't know, it, what does that say about Kyle McCord? I mean, it could probably say that he's not getting it done more than Devin Brown being the guy uh whoever it is i think they're gonna be okay because like i said last week he has marvin harrison jr and Emeka buka to throw to so whoever it is i think he's gonna be fine and he still has and kate stover and yeah and mayan williams in the backfield like i think whoever they pick he's probably gonna be okay for a little bit yeah it doesn't really matter you're exactly right reese it doesn't matter I would say I'm more worried about the Alabama room because I do have more confidence in what Ohio State has to offer and those two guys. You know, Jalen Miller has already been there and played quite a bit, and he's not ready to take that next step. And Buckner's there, and he hasn't been there very long. Like, they say he's still in the race. And then you have Ty Simpson, who is a highly recruited kid. Is he just not growing fast enough? It, to me, that sounds more like Jalen Milrow hasn't made much progress, and that's a little more scary. Um, but... I did have to just rip a dog or a sock out of my dog's mouth as we we're recording. So wait, cowboy. Go, cowboy on fire already. Cowboy. You said I did have to rip a dog. I think you're saying bong. I did just have to rip a bong. Yeah, I straight into the corner and <laughs> ripped right back. Yeah, it was uh, it was very quick, very efficient. Parks, can we talk about the memes and photos going around of Carson Beck? First of all, uh, I saw an interview with him recently. Guy. Why does he look like a character from Prison Break? He looks just like Michael Schofield when he first got out. You guys remember that show? Never seen it. Didn't watch it. Great show, right? Great show. But we also have to mention the Snapchats. I mean, this is a direct quote out of his Snapchat. Are we gonna really are we gonna really say this on on all right? It's a quote, it's college football news. Not trying to be weird, but specifically when your tits are out, it gets my shit on hard immediately. You could have just looked, you could have said look up Carson Beck's Snapchat and Twitter and you would have been the first no, one no, to no, pop no. The news here. This is their stop. We don't make it go from. elsewhere. That's some bad ones just out. Just remember, if you remember, remember well. betting you won the college football title. I think George's got a lot. 
a lot of issues. They love to like drag race down the down the freeway, and they love to send just absurd Snapchats. Drag race problem down there, from what I'm understanding. (laughs) Um, But yes, Carson Beck will play quarterback for them. And any other recent news you guys want to touch on? Anything you saw that maybe we need to touch on prior to Week One, Schaefer? Not a huge team to follow, but I think it's kind of interesting. Jaden Rashada was named QB1 at Arizona State. Yep. Um, That's definitely that worthy. He's yeah. not supposed to be there. He yeah, wasn't supposed to be there. They brought in Drew Pine. Just kind of crazy that he's the starter now and rolling into week yep. one. I think that tells you more about him fighting through that than transferring, or I mean, not really transferring, but like kind of. Like yeah. decommitting and recommitting uh, and winning that job at a program ready to rebuild itself. So that kid will be very talented. Uh, if you don't remember Rashada, he's the one that committed to Florida, had all the NIL issues. They didn't, nobody knew if they was really promised something. He didn't get it. He said he was, it's a whole thing. It's the NIL world. You don't follow through the promises. Kids are going to leave and decommit, but he's at Arizona state now and has won that job officially. And we're going to hear more and more this next week over who's going to get starting jobs. Depending on when we record next week, we might have all of them figured out because you would hope by Tuesday or Wednesday that most of these are announced. I think that to that point, we might, but like, I mean, my team in particular, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of teams rolling out two quarterbacks Mm -hmm. week one. They'll name a starter, obviously. Somebody's got to take the first snap, but I think you're going to see a lot of two quarterbacks in week one. 100%. Let's jump into a discussion point that we have um outlined and we really put a couple segments with them the ap top 25 was announced we are not going to read the whole thing so you can look it up as we're kind of talking about it but we wanted to go and do a couple things there are pieces of this that are really interesting we're going to go through a top 10 team that will go unranked at the end of the year an unranked team that will get into the top 10 in either the final poll or late in the year and then we're also going to do a team that is outside the top 10 in the AP poll that could make the playoff. And I think all three of these are really interesting. Every year you get a team that was in the top 10 preseason. A&M last year wasn't ranked at the end of the year or an unranked team, TCU, into the top 10. And so this happens every year. So it's really important to kind of eye this because you can maybe get a good feel for who these teams are going to be. Let's start with a top 10 team we think may go unranked at the end of the year. Reese, let's start off with you. I know you wanted to talk about this. You brought it up and put it in. I think it's a really good point. That's why I want to give you the first go at it. Give me one team. I think one, because going off of what Parksy said, when we talked about this conference, I think a team that everybody's really high on but could fall down is Florida State. Um, Like Parksy mentioned at the beginning of the year, if they go 2-2 and to start the year, after that, they still have Duke, Pitt, and Miami on that schedule. Mm -hmm. And they end the year in the Swamp which Florida's going to be down this year, but again, it's a rivalry game to end the season. It's a game they should win, but rivalries are funny. You're going you're going to their stadium, which is not an easy place to play in, and if they can lose two of those three, I mean, Duke's going to be a competitive team. Pitt's going to be, a, like Schaefer mentioned, they're a dark horse to win that conference, and then Miami should be um, better than what they were last year um, with Van Dyke, and they're just getting that program back to where it was. I think if they lose two of those those three games and then that swamp at the end of the year, it's very possible this team could go on ranked in the year. Does anybody else have Florida State? Yeah, I did for the exact same okay. reasons. Yep. Did you want to cover anything on them? like, Or did you agree with Reese on most of it? No, I think he hit the nail on the head. I think, but the only, the, I did have another team that could happen. I just think Penn okay. State's another team you got to mention, right? Like, yeah, I think it's a team that if they lose their two main games, then 
if they slip up anywhere else, they find themselves in that eight and four range, maybe nine and three. And you can argue that they'd still be in, but would somebody else in the conference then take a top 25 mm-hmm. slot because they beat them? So I think Penn yeah. State's another one that can be And it be depends there. how they do against the West, too. I mean, they're going to play mm-hmm. an Iowa team. They're going to play an Illinois team. Like, they're going to get tougher um, opponents. You also – oh, whoops. I did not mean to smack my microphone right there. Reese, going to Florida State, I think if they end up unranked, I think that's going to tell you a lot about Miami, Duke, yep. Pitt. Maybe those teams are way better than expected, right? And would that hurt Florida State? Yes, but I think that would tell you more about those other teams much more. Parks, give me the other team that you were speaking. Are you talking on Penn State? When you look at Penn yeah. State, do you think is it a quarterback problem too? It could be, right? Uh, they don't have the most depth there, and it's a thing that they struggled with a couple of years back when in Iowa City, right? Mm-hmm. And that that three two matchup or four three at the time when they when they got rid of Sean Clifford, they fell off hard. So God knows how much depth they have there, and if if Drew Lar gets hurt, then nobody knows. Yep. I think that's a fair point. New quarterback on that team, you never really know. Schaefer, give me another team, if you didn't have either one of those, that you think could go top 10 unranked. Well, sorry, I, I'm kind of going against the grain here because barring any injury, I don't think there's this top 10 team right now that will finish the season unranked. I know that the history has shown, was it the last two years? Not and I know one, it's not very fun. Not one. Not one. No. So listen, you listen to this. You don't have even like a thought. Like this team, I mean, I could nope. see it. But like let me, really let me give it. you, okay. let me give you my reasons why. Okay. Right. There's a couple of things. Number one, there's not a big 12 team. Iowa State and Baylor were two of the big 12 teams in the last two years that were bounced out of the top 10 or out of the top 25 being in the top 10 in the last two years. That conference, we know the spontaneousness that it brings. There's not that mm-hmm. team in there that could have a down year. If TCU were to be in there, I think that would be everybody's favorite to finish outside the top 25, correct? So TCU lands at 17. Let me tell you this. For them to fall out of the top 25, barring no injury, like I'm saying, if everybody stays relatively healthy, you would have to say Baylor and Iowa State both lost lost five games. You think any one of those teams in the top 10 right now will lose four games this season, more than four games. I don't see it. I could see it. I, I can I can give you two. I, the why I think it's possible. If there were any team I would lean, if there was any team I would lean, it would be Washington. Washington yep, would okay. be my pick. Let's talk. Let's talk. Because I have Washington down as well, and I'm high on Washington. I think they're going to win the Pac-12. But I could see it. And you pair that with USC. Now, I put those two there because they're going to play in a conference where there's five teams that are legit. Mm-hmm. Right? Five. Depending on your schedule, you could end up with four or five losses if you don't get the good defensive play, if Washington takes a step back, if other teams take a step up, if or, or if USC doesn't get better on defense and they no longer get the turnovers they had last year, the ridiculous amounts of turnovers to bail them out. Now what? Maybe you lose two or three more games. Maybe you lose mm-hmm. a fourth. Who like who's to say that they don't go unranked? Like we already saw what happened when Kelly Williams went out in the Pac twelve title game. Like, are they I, have recruited? No, I agree. Yes, but I mean, that's a team I'm like, you either get way better and get that turnover luck again, or like you're in trouble here. I want you, I, I, I agree on those points. And like I said, I am, I'm siding with Washington too. USC, and I'll get into it later, no spoilers, but they're going to at least win 10 football games. Um, Washington, I could see they're kind of, they were similar to that Iowa State team a couple of years ago. Just finished the season really hot, brought back a ton of talent, but not like a, but a bunch of blue chip guys. 
Um, a lot of three-star guys, and for some odd reason, maybe it doesn't click this year. Uh, that would be my only team if I had to say, but I think we're going to look back, and if, if there's no injuries, I think all of these teams will still be somewhere in the top 25. Okay. I It's a take. I'm not going to say you're going to be wrong because who knows. Reese. I was just going to say, the thing that can go with, along with Washington, too, is if they have any sort of injuries, like the end of their season, it could be a rough stretch if they don't have guys. Because they end the year at USC, home versus Utah, at Oregon State, and then like they got Washington State at home again, another rivalry game to end the year. So if they are if they don't have guys at the end of the year, if they have guys that are hurt, that could be a tough stretch. That's understood. See, I'm willing to throw a little flack at Washington. I'm not going to sit here and act like they're just I, – I just think they're going to win the Pac-12. I'm not, you know – Pumping my chest every chance I get. I can see both sides of this. You got to see both sides of the coin to really understand a football team. Let's go to an unranked team that's going to get into the top 25. Does anybody top have 10. one they were like, they're top way popular? Top an unranked team that'll get top into the 10. top 10. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Top 10. Okay. Okay. Anybody got one they're like, I mean, this is actually going to happen? I'm not not somebody that I'm super high. Let's have Reese go. Reese looks pretty tall. Reese, Reese, you go. You go. I don't want to steal somebody's. I'll go. Um, I think <laughs> I'll just throw my name. In. I, I'm pretty excited about it, but it would cause an absolute uproar in my pick to maybe maybe the next segment. Um, I think Tech's a good option here, right? I think if you look at their schedule, they play a, a good Oregon team week two. If they win that, they're most likely going to be five and zero based on their schedule, and I think they they hit that ten mark with a win on the road at a ranked opponent. And I just think that they could be it. So I think I got Tech that could be that team. Yeah, and that's a little bit of a darling for a lot of people to win the Big 12 this season. Does anybody else have Tech? No, but I was going to say there's two options if you really didn't have a certain pick. Any Big 12 team that's not ranked is a good pick. Uh, I think any team in the Big 10 West, Wisconsin, Illinois, or Iowa would be a good pick. Um, But my team going forward, I think, is a conference that's wide open is UCLA. Uh, Kind of surprising to some people. You know, I I think this is a team that isn't getting talked about enough just because of the loss of Charbonnet and DTR. Um, this is one team that we could have mentioned earlier in our segment. They're a little still uncertain at quarterback, but I think they have enough pieces on, at other spots to maybe find themselves in this open race. I, I, I'm higher on a lot of other Pac-12 teams, but with how crazy this last year could be, I think that's a team that could surprise yeah. us at the end of the year. Be how'd they, how'd they get there? Yeah, Dante Moore, I think, would be one of the biggest keys to that, right? Like, sure. I think he's going to be the guy in that situation. I don't think they can be that top 10 team without him yep. being super talented and really stepping into the shoes of DTR and going maybe even to that next level. Reese, I don't think you're going to take mine, so go ahead. Uh, the Pitt Panthers. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude. buddy. Let me pull one up oh, for you, Reese. Panthers. You- you want me to explain, or do you just you no, want to go first and explain, no, you Jordan? Can go, man, it's, it's my fault. Right. I really did not think you were going that direction. Well, <laughs> yep, no, I got. I have another fun one. I have a fun one that I think nope, they have an awful schedule. It. You already I have said a fun it. one. All right, all right, whatever. All right, um, Pitt. Like we mentioned, Chaffer said he's got got him as the dark horse. If they can win two out of the three against North Carolina, uh, Notre Dame, or Florida State, they can win two out of those three. Find a way to only have one loss. They they avoid Clemson. They still got Duke to end the year, which is a tougher game. Um, but again, it's it's an offense where they got a new quarterback and they re and his he rekindles with his old OC where he had a lot of a lot of success a couple seasons ago. 
So if they can find a way to score the score more points, that defense is always solid. They they can they can easily do it. Love it. I love it, Reese. Great pick. Oh, Jordan. Great tough. Way to come up with that one. Great pick. JP didn't see it coming. No. I didn't. I didn't know where I thought he was going, but I did think he was. I thought he was going to the Big 12, actually. That's where I thought he was really going. Nope. Um, I picked Pitt because I think they're going to get really good quarterback play. I think they're going to be a team that's not going to beat themselves. They play stingy defense like Reese is saying. And you get, of your toughest games, you get Louisville, North Carolina, uh, and Florida State all at home. Like going to Notre Dame is going to be tough. Uh, depending on how how weight comes out, they'll be tougher. But make we can win all these football games. Like they could go out and win all these football games and go to the ACC title at maybe nine or ten. Maybe they're eleven and one or ten and two, and it's just a weird year in college football. Like we have already talked about, is possible. This team could end up in the top ten. Um, and I don't think they're getting talked about enough as an ACC player because you have big dogs at the forefront of that now. Um, and the darling seems to be Louisville as we had talked about in our ACC preview. Um, Reese that you literally took the only one I had. So give me your, give me your fun one. The fun one. If you would have said top 15, I would have took this one just because it'd be a fun one, but their schedule so is so damn to tough. Yeah. Suck it. Appreciate um, it. Duke. They have, they have the oh, toughest we'll schedule. The same conference. Yeah, same, same conference. They got, it's they one or the extremely, other. Extremely difficult schedule, but we talked about when we talked about this, uh, the ACC preview. Week one against Clemson, I mean, that that could be a very interesting game, and who knows what this team could be like if they could come out and put up a fight against Clemson, and that can be one of their losses early. They're going to be yep. better prepared, um, playing better competition later. So That's a fun one. Uh, I think you would have Riley Leonard sitting in New York if that happens. Um, let's go to the last little segment of it. We had outside the top 10 that could make the playoff. Now I'll go first because it's not that bold. It's not that crazy. I'm just going to number 11 in the AP poll, the Texas Longhorns. This team can make the playoff. I told you it's not bold, Schaefer. Don't flip your hand at me. This is a team that can go to playoff. They're the favorites to win the big 12. If they win the big 12 at 11 and one or 12 and 0, they're going to go to the playoff. Um, so I just want to outline that quicker. Any that you guys had, does anybody else have Texas? I was going to say, since you stole mine, um, Yay. yeah, hey, there you go. Else glad glad right, you went first. The groove. I'll give a, I'll give a good one B. I think Oregon is a great one B. Um, this is, sorry. Who's given one B to not other people giving their first pick? We all had Oregon. <laughs> everybody <laughs> else had Oregon. Oregon. All right. So if everybody's two Texas and Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My Listen. Heart. Giving a 1B after somebody takes their 1 before the other 2 go is a wild move. <laughs> we don't ever do that again. You, I thought you were going to give right, a Texas I should have just – I should have disagreed that I didn't have Texas and I actually had Oregon. Sorry. <laughs> 1B. Well, I'm so happy that we decided to go very different with all of our choices to, here. To my defense, it. yeah, I thought we unanimously picked Texas. I I thought everybody decided – Reese said yeah, and I thought I heard you say yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll give us a 1B. <laughs> you walked right into the – everybody picked Oregon, Oregon as well. <laughs> now, I gave mine away last pick anyway. I said, there's a direct a linkage to both picks. Anybody have a third that they I, want to talk about? No, nobody has a one C. <laughs> I didn't think I could. I'll, I'll go just a little bias. My my de facto team, I'll go Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is the only team left that I think is really 
a great option. Could just make spoiler play. alert. Just given the uh, make the playoff. Yeah, to make the playoff. Just given the, I think they have better talent, and I think their schedule favors them compared to the rest of the teams what outside that. You, what if I tossed you in, in Oklahoma? Don't get me started on Oklahoma. No. Okay. No. Nope. What, what if I nope. tossed you? Not just for fun. Let's have fun with this. Come yeah. On. No. Sorry. Texas A&M. All right. I'm listening. Oh, Texas A&M. No. I could hear it. I could hear it. One year too early. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, I early. could. I could hear it. I think. No. They probably have enough talent to sneak their way in. Sneak their yeah, way in now. Now getting into a 14 playoff is sneaking in. Come on, Schaefer. You're better than that. What do you mean? I'm not sneaking in. Get it into a 14 playoff is not sneaking in. There's only four teams. There's 130 teams. You think total. that by my term sneaking, I'm thinking this is like somebody didn't see it coming. They snuck up on them. You think that yeah, Texas A&M door. is what a lot of people think are they think they're going to make a playoff? That wouldn't surprise a lot of people? Desmond Howard, maybe not, but everybody else, yes. <laughs> yeah. Great point. Great point. Who else did he have? He had Pitt in that last year again? Yeah. Yeah. What were we doing, Desmond? I love you. Sometimes he's doing what Desmond Howard does on Saturday mornings: take a big shit in his hand and throw it up on the screen. There's a lot, terrible, of, a lot of clicks wanted out of Desmond mm-hmm. on that one. Any he's other, big game boomer. I heard. Any other things on the AP Top 25 prior to us jumping in to our G5 team breakdowns? A little little note: I think we argue the AP a lot. Maybe that's during the season, but I thought they really got this mostly right. I really don't really have much of an argument with any of them. Yeah, they guessed give, correctly. Do we, we want to give our top tens? Are we going to give our top tens or no? Honestly, well, my top ten, I, I don't really have anything changed other than I might yeah, slide USC back. But not, not a ton. I don't really have much. Yeah, mine's, just a little, mine's a little organized, just differently, but not crazy. Name one thing about Same your exactly. top ten that you switched. Just name one thing. I have Clemson in front of Florida State. Okay. I have that as well. I, I put Texas, Texas at ten. Team. Yeah, I would do that. That's what I'm saying. Is like when I actually broke down everything, I was realizing it's not that far off because it's preseason. <laughs> Talk to me in about five weeks. Yeah, and we'll be a little bit different. I guarantee it. Um, so we'll save that for in the middle of the year, and we'll just jump into that. And we're gonna do our playoff prediction next week, and so that'll probably help people out with what we're thinking of the top ten anyway. Um, G five breakdowns. What we've done is we've taken two teams per person. We're gonna break down these group of five teams. Now is this our favorite? G5 team is our de facto one. Maybe not. It could be a team that we just think is going to be really interested or talented for this upcoming year. Teams are as follows. Schaefer has selected Boise State of the Mountain West and South Alabama of the Sun Belt. Parks, Tulane, and Troy, correct? Correct. I have taken SMU and James Madison. And Reese has taken UTSA and Toledo. I was very upset he took UTSA. Um, But let's start with Schaefer. Give me Boise State. Yeah, you mean the uh, best group of five team in the country, the Boise boys? It's possible, but they're not ranked like they are. Yeah, well, we might be talking something different at the end of the year. A uh, couple of outlines on Boise State if you're just a casual fan who doesn't pay attention to a ton of group of five. This is a team who started off, I believe, 2-2 two and two last year and really looked terrible. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer and the offensive coordinator both left after that UTEP loss, which was a terrible loss. So they lost at UTEP. It was, it was bad. And I just remember it vividly because somebody might have had money on Boise that game. Somebody might have taken Boise <laughs> and we should have been on UTEP knowing that fellow. But uh, after that game, Taylor Green steps in. Uh, he's just a ginormous dude, 6'6", 215. He finished 8-2 as a starter. 
um, and, and really could have won every single one of those football games. I think he needs to come into this season with a better improved arm because he can actually run the rock pretty well. George Alani and Aston Jenny are the best running back duo probably in group of five. Um, and Green returns all of his receivers. So they have plenty of weapons on offense uh, for this G5 team. They have at Washington to start the year. Watch out for that one. We all know what people think of Washington, some opinions higher than others. And then they have UCF uh, the week after. Their defense actually ranked sixth total in, in total defense last year in the entire country. And uh, Andy Avalos is just – he's a defensive-minded coach. They lost a lot of guys on, on that team on the defensive side of the ball, but I think he'll just fill in those spots just fine. I don't think the Mountain West is going to scare him with uh, new guys on defense. Yeah, you, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a team in the Mountain West that's really going to scare them. Of course, they're going to get in battles, but a team I did not choose to break down that I really wanted to is Air Force. I think Air Force is the one team in the Mountain West that could really give them a scare mm-hmm. uh, and challenge to win that conference. Parks, let's talk to Lane, who happens to be ranked unlike Boise State. Yeah, it's the only G5 team on the AP ranking, and at 24, just in front of Iowa. Team that went 12 and 2 last year with a Cotton Bowl win against USC with a playing Caleb Williams. So um, it wasn't the prettiest thing on the defensive side of the ball, which I'll get into. Michael Pratt returns. He threw for over 3,000 yards last year with 27 touchdowns and only five picks. Yeah, he's a stud. He gives you kind of a dual look that people don't realize, too. He can run it a little bit, too. A couple years ago, they played at Oklahoma. He had a hell of a game. So it's a, it's a kid that has a lot of experience, especially against good teams now with the bowl game under his belt. They did, however, lose Taj Spears, but still have a talented running back room with a Liberty transfer. I think it's Shadrow Lewis. I think it's Shadrow. I could be wrong on that, um, but he needs a little bit more experience. But coming from a Liberty team, which is another gr- good group of five team usually, and then wide receiver one will be Jaquan Jackson, who was second team All-American last year, and he'll be the main target for Pratt. Um, they do. They did add a Baylor transfer on the offensive line, which always helped, especially with an uh, inexperienced running back room. A little bit bigger of a hole is never a problem, um, but their their fault is definitely going to be on the defensive side of the ball. They lost their top five tacklers, and they're going to need some young guys to step up, or they're going to find themselves in a lot of Cotton Bowl-like games. But mm-hmm. it's a good team. They're in the top twenty-five for a reason. They've got a good a lot a good amount of offensive production coming back, and I see maybe a nine and three or ten and two team with some slip ups. So. Um, they got a chance. You bet. And then along with that team, there's a team in the group of five that I thought maybe should be ranked, could end up being the only group of five ranked at the end of the year. The UTSA Roadrunners. Reese, you have them. Meet me. Yeah, so Jeff Trailer, three seasons at that school, 30 and 10. So a guy knows how to win there. Back-to-back Conference USA titles. Um, now over to the American. Uh, they got a chance to win it right away. They got Frank Harris coming back for his fifth year. Had to look it up for sure. Come on, this guy's eighth year. This, this is this is guy's seventh. This is the seventh year in college. He's got his fucking doctorate already. Um, guy <laughs> loves college. I did too. Good for him. Threw for four thousand yards last year. Thirty-two touchdowns, nine interceptions. Also ran for six hundred yards with nine touchdowns. Returns ten starters on offense. Um, one of his top uh, receivers is back, Zachary Franklin, who had eleven hundred yards, mm. fifteen touchdowns. Top Another sorry, Reese. Is, We're gonna have to do it to you again, brother. What? He's at Ole Miss now. What? I looked at. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the one fucking guy I Google. I swear to God, I literally Googled. I went, I went, I went. Uh, Zachary Franklin return, and I like question mark or whatever. And it, 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 like four articles about it, bro. I swear to God. Whatever. Good question mark. Return. I'm gonna need you to clear 
any name you're not sure about with us now. <laughs> just All right, group chat. Well, Applon. This one that goes directly on Applon. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you that you. I can't blame it. Yeah. Applon comes out with a thing in April, so you really just got to double check yeah. everything. You're gonna have to get one. Fuck it, I swear to God, I can't. <laughs> Bro, you said return. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, in the middle of their schedule too, they got to go to FAU, then they got East Carolina, North Texas, and they go to the two North Texas. They have a little rough stretch in there, but this very well could come down to um, the last game of the season when they go to Tulane to decide the conference as well. Yeah, so. hell of a game in the year. I agree. There'll be it'll be a ton of fun to watch. Trailer is going to be a name that's going to be gone after this year. I think it's time for him to leave there. He's Highly sought after. Um, let's stay in the American, though. Let's go with three straight American teams. I'll take the SMU Mustangs in Dallas and the Pony Excess. Are they back? Express, is it back? Hopefully, Lawson Excess Mordecai. is back. It's only going down. <laughs> <laughs> again. Anything possible. Is it back? <laughs> We're fixing to find out the amount of transfers they brought in. They're going to start getting looked into again. I'm just messing. But the losses of Mordecai and Rasheed Rice will be definitely like felt those guys are explosive this team put up a ridiculous amount of points last year they beat um houston i think like 69 to 55 at like 72 to 65 it was ridiculous how scoring um but preston's almost stepping in a quarterback and he's very um highly thought of he gets the number two through four uh, leading receivers back on that team including rj maryland their tight end who is a big body big playmaker that's really going to help this team be explosive the portal brought in a ton of transfers from the power five level, from the group of five level, and it rebooted the offensive line and the linebacking core. They lost their two main linebackers um, to graduation. And then the offensive line was a little bit depleted for other reasons, but they have brought in a ton of guys to help out on that end. And if they're going to get to the American title game, they're going to need those two units to be much better. Running backs, uh, Tyler Levine and Miami transfer Jalen Knighton are not to be overlooked. This isn't a team that runs the ball a ton or doesn't get a lot of love for that run game, but these guys are one of the more talented duos in the group of five. I think they can get over that hump if Levine hits his next stride and really progresses this season. The defense has never been stout. You never look at SMU and go, gee, I mean, they, those guys can play defense. No, that's never been the story. Like, honestly, Brett Lashley would rather outscore you by scoring 65 than only playing 21-21 or 21-20 football. Um, they're going to have to get better, as they always are, but they did bring in a lot of stuff on the back end to really help that. The defensive front is going to be solid, and the uh, DB core is going to be much improved. Does that mean much if it's saying much improved from last year? I don't know, but what I'm telling you is this team can win the American, and they'll be a ton of fun to watch. They were a ton of fun to watch last year, um, and everybody wants SMU to be back. They're in the middle of does the ACC want them? Well, what do they want into the Big 12? Well, are they going to go to the Pac-12? Well, they're not going to the Pac-12. But this is a program in their height when they're in the Southwest Conference that was getting national news for good and bad reasons, but a ton of good. And so they really want this program to be back, and I think they're in the right track. They didn't miss a what, beat after Sunny Dykes left. So, What are your thoughts on the uh, like the Dallas rebrand they've done the last couple of years, throwing Dallas on their jerseys? You know, and, I like it. I, I kind of like it because it's kind of a FU to TCU as well. Yeah. Um, like they're in Fort Worth, but they claim the D, DFW area. Um, those are fun games, but sometimes they go a little overboard with it. I li- really like the SMU, the Southern Methodist thing. But Dallas, the helmet looks fine with just the D with like the, the racetrack look. Yeah. The Dallas on the – I'm indifferent about. I mean, I wouldn't be hurt if it stayed there. I wouldn't be hurt if it left. But 
they're it's simple. They're never too crazy with their stuff. Like they always have kind of that simple look. Them and um, them and TCU have been a underrated rivalry kind of the last couple of years. Yeah, so always kind of in danger game. of losing it. Yeah, in danger of losing it. That game was really good last year, by the way. It mm-hmm. wasn't just a pushover game. Um, let's go back to Schaefer now. Let's go to the Sun Belt though. Yep. Let's talk South Alabama. This is not a team that you're like. Oh, I bet you they're at the top of the Sun Belt this year. Well, they are. They're picked to win the darn thing. What do you think about the Jaguars? This team used to be in the dumps for a really long time. Yeah. I remember when they were first introduced to the NCAA football games. Yep. And like terrible. Their branding was just god awful. Terrible. I think I personally picked the two best teams in the group of five. Um, and we're going to talk about the best team in the Sun Belt. Parks might have something to argue about that in a second. But uh, they return mm-hmm. Kane Womack. He's coaching for his third year. When you look at group of five teams, when you can get a coach like him to come back, including Jeff, Jeff Trailer is another example. When you can get a guy that continues to have success and turns down big jobs, every year you get them back is just a huge plus every single time. So him coming back for his third year is a big deal. This was a team that went 10-2 and two last year and was almost a one-point loss to UCLA and a four-point loss to Troy from going 12-0. and 0. And it basically returns the exact same team. Carter Bradley comes back. He's their stud quarterback, threw for over 3,300 yards last year. He gets his top two receivers back. I believe they have like eight returning starters on offense, including running back LaDamian Webb. He's arguably the best back in that conference. I think 18 guys that returned this season ranked in the first through fourth uh, all Sun Belt team last year. So basically every damn starter was on, yeah. on an all-conference list, which is just incredible. The top six tacklers return for their defense and looking at this schedule at Tulane week one. Nobody talks about that enough. Just a gem of a G5 game you're going to get right away. And then that two weeks later, they're going to Stillwater, a team I think they can beat if they play like they did in L.A. last year. Yep. I I think that's a team in Stillwater that's used to tough games coming in and not being ready to go in Boone Pickens mm-hmm. for these G5 teams. Let's stay in the Sun Belt. Parks, you have Troy, your Sun Belt champion, yeah. by the way, from last year. Unexpected, but they did do it. Are they challenging South Alabama? What are you seeing in this team? Yeah, you got to put an asterisk next to that Sun Belt champion because James Madison couldn't have a say in it. Um, but obviously, we'll touch on James Madison. But looking at Troy, they're coming off a 12 and 2 year. I mean, I think you want to talk about an under the radar team that nobody's going to talk about because they're in the Sun Belt. It's going to be Troy. This is an impressive team, man. They put together some good years. They started last year one and two, and that second loss came in week three to App State on that Hail Mary with that gorgeous sorority video of those girls watching it while it happens. Hilarious. Look it up. Um, <laughs> but they, and then they rattled off 11 in a row, including a bowl game win against UTSA in the Cure Bowl. So, this is a good team. Gunnar Watson returns along with 11 other starters. Watson threw for 2,800 yards last year with 14 TDs. However, he did have 12 interceptions as well, so he's got to split that up a little bit more. But really, the main attack that they bring back is Kamani Vidal in the, in the backfield. Ran for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. He really opens up the pass game for Gunnar Watson, but he's got to stop throwing it to the other team. It's a team with a favorable schedule outside of week two um, that they're probably going to be favored in almost every one of their games outside of playing at Kansas State week two. Upset alert, by the way. Mark that down. If you didn't have a mark down, that's a good team rolling in K-State week two and some and some uncertainties with that Wildcat team. So I'm high on the Trojans. Um, they do have a similar defensive story to Tulane, which I just mentioned. Uh, they do lose five of their eight best tacklers, so they do need some young guys to step up, but I expect another good year from Troy. 
Yeah, and I think that's an interesting thing to outline is that we are outlining games where these teams are going to go challenge themselves against the Power 5 teams or even other group of fives, and that's a big deal for us. We want to outline all the teams in the country and all the great games. Reese, I don't want to skip you, but I'm going to stay in the Sun Belt real quick, and then we can go Go over to yours. (laughs) I have the James Madison Dukes, and I wanted to outline them because they are in their second year of FBS football play, but still uneligible for some unknown reason. I don't understand why the NCAA does this. You see it every year in the NCAA tournament. They cannot play any um, postseason play. So no Sunbelt title, no bowl game. You saw it last year. They won the Sunbelt East, did not get in to the Sunbelt title game. Would they have beaten Troy? I don't know. I think you, you were looking at a really, really good Troy team last year. Power five transfers at quarterback, though. You get Jordan McLeod out of Arizona and Brett Griffiths out of Wake Forest. These are two guys that they are very high on very, very high on at James Madison. And the good thing is they play a ball control offense. They're going to slow it down. They're going to use their great offensive line. Here's the thing with the great offensive line. If you can't run the football well because your running backs haven't taken that next step or haven't really grown into the role, it's going to hurt a little bit. So they're definitely going to need that to improve. But they're going to have guys under center who can throw the football and really stretch a defense and make things happen. That I'm not sure who's going to get that start yet, but I am very interested. I think I lean McLeod here, but I could see it going both ways. The pass attack is going to be held together with firepower on the outside. You get Reggie Brown, um, and Dawson, you get Elijah Stewart, and Phoenix Sproles. These kids are talented, dude. These are really good, talented um, receivers in the G5 level, and they could play at a power five level as well. You get a really good linebacking core and defensive line. This is usually where they rely on. They play the slower tempo offense, control the clock, control the game, and then really lean on that defense. The secondary should be good again, but it's going to need to get better. They're going to see better passing tags than they did a season ago. They did get lit up by Georgia Southern last year for over 500 yards in a game. They're going to get more teams like that this year on their schedule that can throw the football. So that team, they've got to improve. But it's hard not to outline a team who had that good of a year in year one at the group of five level and didn't get any notoriety for it or any notice for it outside of the fact that they didn't get a play for a conference title game. Now, let's go to the MAC with Reese's team, Toledo. What do you think about Toledo? Are they going to win the MAC? They're currently favored, if I'm not mistaken, to win that conference. They are, yeah. They're picked to they're picked to win. They're projected six and two in the conference. I can't believe nobody else took the MAC. I know they're kind of the uh, just just not the just, most exciting conference. We've we become kind of some belt homers, dude. Yeah, the like, MAC is it's know, light like, years behind Division One football. I feel it's like. like it's like an am, but it's like it's still like you know it's our weekday. It's our weekday. Thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, we'll, we'll talk MAC. Don't get it wrong, Reese. Don't get it twisted. All right, all right. but yeah, um, Jason Cannell brought that team to six bowl games in the last eight years. Guy knows how to win. Um, quarterback Daquan Finn's back, 2,200 yards last year, 23 scores, and then he also ran for 631 yards with nine scores as well. Offense average 31 points, which is pretty solid for the MAC. Um, they also had the top defense in that conference as well last year. They lost five guys, so they bring back six. Um, so they're going to have to have guys step up. But if they can find a way to keep scoring points in that conference, they also have – they open up the year at Illinois, which is going to be a tough game. But um, when it comes to their actual schedule – they have most of their games at home that they're that they're going to want. They got NIU. They have uh, Eastern Michigan, um, both at home. They go on the road to Miami of Ohio. They end the year with two games on the road, but they're both very winnable games. Uh, like you mentioned before, they're projected to win it. They they're favored to win this this conference if they can do what they did last year and score enough points. Um, the only thing's going to stop them is themselves. So. Yep, the Rockets, in which I took last year to win the MAC, gave me one point. So book it. Nice. 
Every point, EPM, every point yeah. matters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's been one at a time, Parks. I mean, you can't just you got to give me one. Right, I can give you one, but I'm just I'm still stuck on Schaefer saying the Mac is light years behind Division One football. You better be careful with that tone. Or Iowa State rolls into Athens Week Three, and that ain't no joke. Yeah, the team that, that won their division. The team that won their division last year, one of the worst offenses in the country, put up forty three on them. I'm 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 all right. I'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, we, be careful. That, that's our G five stuff. We're, we'll talk yeah, more G five throughout the entire year. No worries on that. We're not going to let that slip at all. But there's a team in the Power Five, technically, as an independent, that won't give up their independence. But they're going to have to here soon if things keep rolling the way they are. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Bro, Notre this Dame. is an ACC schedule. This is an ACC it's schedule. An ACC it's schedule. crazy Quiet. to not it's say. It's not going to be an ACC not. schedule for long. Notre Dame is here, and are they going to take a step forward with Marcus Freeman in year two? Are they going to take a step back? I don't know how I feel about this team completely yet, but let's break down the Irish. Schaefer, you look like you want to lead it off. This is my this is my de facto team. Like if Iowa State was crossed off the list, it's my Irish. It's God's team, baby. Let's talk about God's team a little bit. Obviously, everybody said that about Penn State. No, you said that about Penn State. God's team at Penn State. I think. No, I think you said it's your your de facto team. You said this is going to be my team. Mm, I don't know. We we might have to go. I edit this shit, man. I don't know. I de facto team, maybe de facto Big Ten team. Nonetheless, (laughs) this is my team, and my team's playing uh, Saturday afternoon. Okay, one of the week zero games. Everybody wants to talk about, obviously, the big get. I think they took us uh, definitely a huge step forward in taking Sam Hartman after the uh, departure of Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine. I think this is one of the best quarterbacks in the country if you can give him a clean pocket, and I think he's going to get that because he gets Joe Alt, who's probably the best offensive tackle in the country, and he's paired with Blake Fisher. So two of the best tackles in college football. Audrey Gestime at running back, I think this is a guy that can take a step forward this year and get to about 1,000 yards. Not overly fast, biz, big physical runner, uh, show flashes last year. I think he's going to take a step forward this year. The receivers, uh, that's definitely, if you want to talk bad about the offense, I think you could start there. They moved Chris Tyree from running back to receiver. And Tobias Merriweather is another guy that needs to take a step forward. Defensively, uh, there are some some skepticisms on this team. You can start with the defensive line. You know, Can you replace Isaiah Fos- Foskey? Uh, he was arguably the one of the best defensive linemen in their program's history. I think he led the he's in the history school leader in sacks, I believe, if I pulled that up right. But um, they replaced him with Javante Jean Baptiste from Ohio State. I don't know if he's an upgrade, but maybe he can fill that spot. And you have Benjamin Morrison on the outside at corner, who's probably a top five corner in college football. He's paired with Cam Hart on mm-hmm. the outside. Safeties aren't great, but you're definitely going to get a lot of skill at that cornerback position. So highlighted the highs of this team, and there are some lows. I think, and I don't want to undermine the trip to Raleigh because I think that will be a tough game for at North NC State, but if they can get Ohio State at home and go 5-0, and I think the rest of the schedule opens up for this team as far as a playoff contender. Unless Pitt's good. And they play them at home as well. They definitely got they got teams on there. I mean, you still have USC at home. You still have the trip to Clemson, which Notre Dame has recently kind of owned Clemson. That's kind of gone under the radar the last few years. Yeah, this is a team I think we want to – I want to touch on uh, their freshman, Jeremiah Love, in the backfield. He was a top five running back out of last year's class. 
and from just reading on Notre Dame websites and what other people think about him, super high on the kid. And so he is a good number two to estimate. He can give him a break here and there, and they're not going to lose any firepower in the backfield when they do so. Um, I think you made really good points. The receiver room is better than what people think. There's three four stars in there, and they got Caleb Smith from Virginia Tech. Hartman's going to have weapons, and he's not going to have to worry necessarily about taking hits or unnecessary hits or the inability to run a football to help him out. Now, what he may, you know, maybe something that he misses a little bit, but hopefully he doesn't have to do it very much, is the bailout option and A.T. Perry that he had at Wake Forest. But this team, I think they're going to be fine offensively. I really do. I think they have the right pieces in the right spots and got the right signings. It's the defense, which is Freeman's thing, though. Mm-hmm. And so you would think if he is all that's cracked up to be it, or at head coach, he's going to get the defensive better or the defense better. When you look at this, I, I thought this was an insane stat. In red zone defense a season ago, they were the worst in the country, allowing 79% touchdowns on 79% of the drives that got inside their red zone. That doesn't win a lot of football games when you're that's playing football games. No. But again, that's a simple stat. It's not something that's going to define your season if you play good football throughout the rest of the game and throughout the whole season. Um but it, I thought it was something to outline looking at this team. Reese, anything to add with the Irish? Anything you see or anything schedule-wise that maybe you didn't, we didn't cover? No, I think the schedule is the big thing for him. It's tough, man. Like, it's tough. The Sam Harton is obviously their biggest get, but you have Ohio State, USC, Pitt, Clemson all on your schedule, and you throw in the Duke and the Louisville and NC State, which are – uh, like under the radar teams that can very easily beat any good football team. It's it's tough. Like they can they can find a way if they can win all those games. They're a team that like Schaefer mentions they could crack the top ten. Um, at the end of the year, top five, make a playoff or whatever. But if they don't win those big games, then they're just gonna. I think they just kind of fall back. But it, I think there's the schedule's everything for them. Parks, anything you want to touch on with the Irish? Uh, no, you guys kind of hit all of it on the head, but I mean, just adding onto what you said, they also added Devin Ford. That's a loaded running back room, man. They have a ton of depth out there. Sam Hartman's a big piece. Um, Devin Ford's a Penn state transfer, by the way, didn't play a ton there, but they have some of the best running backs in the oh, country. Yeah. So it doesn't it's mean a really good running back room to leave. <laughs> yeah. <bad> about yourself. <laughs> so, I mean, he's going into another loaded one and, and that should help their depth extremely. Uh, but I got to Reese hit the nail on the head out of all of us the best. That schedule is brutal, man. Those six road games outside of Stanford are very, very hard. Um, NC State, that's a sneaky team to go in and play. And you're kind of overlooking because you have Ohio State, Clemson, those big names on there. But, like, that's not a team you can go over there and just this piss pound. They may be worse than, than other years, but they, they don't really have a lot of rollover games on here. Uh, so it's going to be a tough one for Notre Dame. I don't know. If I'm as high as I'm on Schaefer, but I think they'll have a good season because it's Notre Dame and Mark Freeman knows what he's doing. You bet. Yeah, this, is, there, is there is there any other team that plays three potential playoff teams in their schedule? Could Zach uh, name a few, State, could name a few SEC teams probably? The SEC West, uh, Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> they, play, they play three? You think Penn State plays three teams that can I mean, be playoffs? I'm saying teams in the – I mean, you could say that for Ohio State. If you're saying Notre Dame's a yeah. possible playoff team, they'd yeah. be Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan. Okay, fair enough. Yes, yeah, so suck it. If you want to argue, man. We can argue. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That, that win total sits at eight and a half, a little more juice to the over at 135. Over under eight and a half for the Irish. Schaefer's going to take over. It wasn't that surprising when you did it the first time. <laughs> Other two. 
Ceiling nine, floors six or seven. Whoa. It's a tough schedule, man. The ceiling's nine wins? That's the ceiling? Dude, that's a tough schedule. You're asking for a lot. Fucking schedule, dude. I think they also Reese. get some favorable I'll, home games. I'll, I'll, I'll join Schaefer. I'll say over. Let's hope. Go for Max Hardoff and Sam Huska. We love you guys. Let's have a good season for you guys. Listen, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna credit South Bend as much when Marshall rolls in there and piss pounds you. So I can't credit South Bend as they have more favorable home games. That <laughs> let's not forget Marshall went in there. So I'll, I'll say over, but I don't. I think it's a nine. I don't think it's a ten. That's agreed. I, I'm not gonna like sit here and be like flabbergasted if they win eleven games, but I think ten is like the ceiling. Uh, it'd be tough for me to say they're going to beat Clemson, USC, and Ohio State, right? I mean, you're going to lose one of those that gets you to ten and two at your max. Um, but that's, that's the fair. Irish. That is the independent, soon to be non-independent. If I'm going to guess right on how a realignment's been going, let's dive into some week zero games. Let's just talk about the week zero slate a little bit before we go into our conference champion draft. Let's lift off list off. Oh my gosh, words are. Really tough, really <laughs> tough right now. I've slept on like six in a row. Let's talk week zero games. We're going to cover three things. The dog's dog, which is our favorite underdog of the week. We'll touch on best game. This is not necessarily the game we think we really want to see the most. I think this is going to be the best football game of the week is the whole idea behind that one. And our favorite line or play um, betting wise, one that we really like, one that we'll probably bet. It's not gambling advice. It's not like we were doing it in the past. It's just a line we thought was interesting and wanted to outline. Take my opinion for what it is, but I'm not an expert. Just disclaimer. We're just giving people disclaimers. Yep. My picks are going to win. You should take them. (laughs) Notre Dame will play Navy on Saturday. UTEP and Jacksonville State. UMass, New Mexico State in an absolute slugfest. ESPN. ESPN headline. ESPN primetime. (laughs) Six o'clock. Ohio, San Diego State. Hawaii will travel to Vanderbilt where they don't have end zones at the moment as they are redoing that stadium. San Jose State and USC, the um, lone top 10 team playing, one of two ranked teams playing in week zero. FIU and our dogs at Louisiana Tech round out week zero. This one's not as big. There's not many headliners in this one. I think your two big names are going to be USC and Notre Dame, but you do get Navy in there and everybody likes to watch the academy play. Um, in Dublin, Ireland, of all places. So I don't like that place. Go, you don't like Dublin, Ireland? Yeah. I mean, I could see it. Cornhuskers have a hard it. time winning. Never over there. there. Never. Of course, the corn people are going to have a hard time winning in Ireland, but you think Notre Dame's going to have a hard time Notre winning Dame's in Ireland? The corn people. Yeah. Corn, the corn. The hell even The that? corn people. <laughs> let's, let's jump first into Thank the you. best game. We think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. I'll go first because somebody's definitely going to steal it. It's Ohio versus San Diego State. That's going to be yeah, the best. That's what I was going to say. Um, you have a team in of Ohio the year? who has a, of the year. Of the, of the you said year. I meant week. You know what I meant. It's going to be the, the year. Week what if zero. it is the best game of the year? What if it is the best game of the year? What if it is the electric factory? You never know. Yeah, it could I'm be. Game of the year, Iowa State at Ohio, week three. Ohio beats them by 40. Oh, God. Kids throwing shots all of a sudden. What are we doing? Well, Schaefer's talking shit on the Mac, and we love the Mac. We love it. 
let's go to the best game. Like I said, I think it's Ohio San Diego State. Does anybody have another one they want to outline as they think it's going to be the mo- more, most much watched? Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> dude, it's a rough day. Put yourself down, Jordan. Dude, Kids on police reports. He used all the words he's got, bro. He's, I'll help you out, Jordan. <laughs> I'm worded out. I was gonna, best game of the week is when you get two power five teams. I think that's somewhat no. Uh, see, now you got it to going to me. Worth watching. <laughs> worth watching. Watch Vanderbilt. Parksy, watch Notre Dame. I don't know. I not not exciting games, but are we really going to sit here and complain about football? No, no. but I'm just oh, no. I'm just trying to get no, the same shit. Not. <laughs> Reese, what do you think the best game of the weekend is? I agree with you, Ohio San Diego State. I just don't think USC or the Notre Dame is going to be much. Better. What about Parks? You got one? I mean, not the furthest. It's not the best game of the week, but I guess the close second would be UTEP and Jacksonville State, right? Closest lines. So that was that was. We're not going to show love to the nightcap. Our dogs. The nightcap. Thirty Joel Stadium. I think FIU is going to be bad. Even better. I, I mean, the dogs, the dogs come to Lincoln this Hot year, quiz. so I'll pay homage when I'm there. Who's their quarterback? Hank Bachmeyer. Yeah. I, You're welcome. Yep. Yeah, well, and Decoldis Crawford. Decoldis Crawford plays there now, too. Also a dog. <laughs> Let's go to our favorite underdog of the week. Who we think has the best chance to win that is a current underdog? Not Hawaii. Not the end zones being under construction is going to be dog, the only dog. thing keeping them out of the end zone this weekend. <laughs> Wait, are they not playing at the high school? Because that roamed around for a little bit, that they were playing at a high school nearby. Really? And if that happens, that would be my favorite thing ever to happen in this sport. <laughs> if they played at a fucking Nashville high school, I would record the game just so I could show an ESPN ticker at this dump of a high school. I'll look for tickets here, see what we got. 25 cents. Shout out favorite underdog time. of the week is who, though? Your dog's dog. Uh, I like. I think the dog's dog this week. I like Ohio plus the three. Mm-hmm. See, I had Ohio down, but I had them as my favorite line at plus three or plus two and a half slash money line. So I didn't put them down. I put down Jacksonville State, who I don't think is an underdog anymore. I think they're at a pick them at this current moment. The Gamecocks, new to the FBS, are Rich Rod led or team in Jacksonville State. So I think that'll be interesting to watch them. Reese, you have one separate from what we were thinking. Nope, all the dogs. Yeah, see the week zero. Bad. There's not a ton of games the, on week these zero. Dogs are all bad. We have we have UMass, we have Hawaii, we have San Jose State, we have FIU, and we have Navy. You could take That's UMass tough. if you wanted to. Nope. He's playing Jerry. If, Kill. F, if FIU rolls out in some sort of Vice City uniform, it could be a ball game down there in Ruston because those things were sweet. Those are pretty cool. Schaefer, I was gonna say. Watch the line before Saturday, but I mean, if it gets to like twenty-one and a half, I'd take Navy just based on play style and new quarterback, new coordinator. Could take a uh, first half to gel for Notre Dame, so and then Navy could just run the ball and keep it relatively close. I think your worry is just Navy being good. Yeah, <laughs> like they'll be good. I mean, they, maybe a backdoors in play on that like one. Forty-eight double wild move out of Schaefer this episode. Talking so highly about a team and then taking the other team. Twenty one. I mean, still favorites. It's just a lot. It's a lot for week one. <laughs> I, wish, I wish there was a game, and maybe maybe there will be, but there's not a game on this board that got me fired up like UConn and Fresno State last year. Or what was it? What was it? Fresno State and 
It was yeah, it was some UConn piss. Day, but that was like two years ago. Yeah, it? it was UConn and yeah. it was somebody no. bad, and yeah. you took <laughs> UConn like no, 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 I'm sorry, you took one. the other team minus the like five, like forty-two and a half point dog, our favorites, hammering them, hammering them. Needed them. They said they they're going to be needed. down by forty at the half. They, they were. Well, by the way, we'll get <laughs> we'll get more diverse answers next week when there's more of a slate of games. But I think Ohio was a big pick for the dogs' dog as well as a favorite play, and then best game. They were also involved in that. Um, so take a peek at these week zero games. We have football this week, and it's going to be an absolute blast. Cannot wait. And then next week we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So just warm up. You know, a little reheat the oven a little bit, get her rolling. Let's jump into our conference championship draft. If you don't remember how this works, what we do is we basically assign um, a point total to each team within the conference based on their betting odds to win it. There's nine total points possible in each conference. So your favorite's going to be worth one. You just go down the list all the way down to nine. Whoever's the biggest underdog in the conference to win it is going to be worth nine. We have a spreadsheet on our end that tells us who's worth what so we can see that. What we're going to do is the amount of points you win. So if you pick a team worth four and they win the conference as like a Kansas state did last year, you get four points. So your job is to accumulate as many points as possible. Parks has gone two and zero in the two years we've done this. Somebody needs to dethrone him. If it gets to three, there's a problem and that's called a dynasty. So and it's we're going to do the American first. I'm going to spin this wheel. Tell us who goes first as we're doing that. As you get selected, I'll just spin for the next name. So, Parks looks like oh, he's yes. in the American. Oh my goodness. Uh, the claps. I yeah, I got fans. <laughs> we're going to hear, like, hear all claps for these picks. Yeah, I don't know how to get rid of that on my end. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. The fans love it. They're clapping for me. Uh, I'll start it off. I'm actually going to take one that might be a little different than what you would expect, but I'm going to take FAU worth four points. I like the Casey Thompson transfer. I think he's still got some ball in him, so we'll take uh, FAU. FAU for four points in the American is off the board. Next up, Reese. Who do you want? DSA. That's so Reese. Pick these DSA. He's gonna get all play the claps. Take it with it. I don't just mute your mic after you end, like I'm starting to wonder. Ooh, I'll take I'll take uh take SMU. Kids kids clapping for himself. Yeah, I'll take SMU Schaefer. I, I didn't hear it. Reese, who, who did like? who did you pick? UTSA. UTSA. So everyone's going to just oh, leave goodness. me Tulane. I think you guys did this to me last year. You guys left me all the, the favorites. Yeah. I yeah, left we'll you Tulane. I guess I'll take uh, Tulane. I don't really know how I turn that down if it's available as the last pick. So the Americans done. I took uh, Florida Atlantic. Reese took UTSA, JP, SMU, and shave two lanes. Also, now let's start go telling to everybody what these the what these points are worth for next. Oh, Schaefer, you have first pick in the ACC. We're moving to the AC. We're going alphabetical order. Okay. Yep, we're going alphabetical. Kind of have me all over the place. Well, I can't not pick Pitt. Pitt four points. That's good I, I like that. I understand that. We've got to figure something out with these claps. This is driving me insane. I think I, I think our them. audience is liking it. I'm going to be honest. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, it is a nice sound. Parks, you got the next pick within the ACC. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to actually not do what I normally do. So I'll take Clemson here. I'll take the point. One point worth one point, the favorites. 
one point within the ACC parks with Clemson. whoever whoever wins this one whoever wins this one's gonna get clapped for sounds like JP's about to get clapped for I'll take Clemson you're gonna take Clemson yeah parks yeah parks just took I Clemson. just took Clemson you gotta listen oh, I took Florida State. I'll take Florida State. the claps the claps have absolutely rattled him <laughs> I'll take Florida State I think the solution, JP, is to mute your mic after you click spin, but you do whatever you need to do. I'll take Florida State. Well, then who does right. Reese Or you want? can just do it on your end, JP, and tell us who's take, up. Do I want to take my do I want to take my fun pick or do I wanna I don't know if I trust that bastard. What do you mean? Um... <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna tell me who, who actually won the spin. <laughs> Oh, JP gets first pick again. <laughs> JP gets first pick. Again. I can see. It. I did that last year and I got slammed. I remember. I didn't get close <laughs> to winning. So I can also do it on my phone and just show the camera, so it makes no noise. Yeah, let's North, do that. North, let's do that. Give me North Carolina. Give me North Carolina. North Carolina worth three points for Carolina. Parks. Parks is going to pull up on his end because that was awful. I wasn't even hearing it. But I think. I, they, I think they like the claps. <laughs> I couldn't even hear it, but I knew it was bad. Right, so right I apologize there. for that. We're still learning. We're getting used to this. I we, I, I think we, I think people are going to enjoy the claps more than you think. We're going to need to bring the clap, yeah. bring the claps back for another segment sometime. Parks, we're doing the Big Twelve now. Okay, on the big, onto the Big Twelve. Here comes the wheel without the claps. It's spinning around, and it looks like it's going to be Reese. Reese, you have the oh, first pick on, for the Big Twelve. Hang on, I got I got to write our names down, so I'm checking all this. Give me Tech. Okay, I'm happy with that. You can have them. Texas Tech right. would be worth four total points. So that's a big big reach for Reese here. Second pick goes to JP. Yes. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I'm going to take Texas. I'm going to go chalk here. I just want to – this is one of the conferences I just want to get my one and be done with it. Wow. And Re, uh, Reese, you picked who? I got Tech. All right. I get the third pick, and I'm going to try and run this bitch back with K-State, who dropped a five-bomb for me last year and basically carried me to win this. So I'll, I'll rerun back with K-State at three points. Schaefer, that leaves you, man. Sweet. I'm sorry. We had K-State, Tech, and who was the other one? We got to dial it in here, boys. <laughs> Texas. Texas, K-State, Texas Tech are all gone. Give me Iowa State. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kid would win it. Yeah. They're going to lose at Ohio, buddy. They're yeah, out. Would win it. We do have to outline. This is worth eight points. Yeah. I was going to say, if you guys yeah. haven't figured it out by now, if you don't pick anything like above five points, what are you even doing? Because one of them is going to hit. Oh, because that's why you took Ohio or Iowa State. I got it. You. It that does work like that. But uh, where are we going to the Big Ten? The Big Ten. All right, recess first pick. How, How does this keep you get first pick? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, chalk Ohio State. This one. Okay, I'm fine. All with right. That. Second Take pick. It. I mean, chalk is is a good choice here all the time, right? Uh, second one's going to JP. Oh, let's go. I'll take Penn State. Give me Penn State. And that's worth two. Michigan and Ohio State are worth one if they get if Michigan gets chosen. All right. Third pick. This, this hopefully you go to Schaefer. Otherwise, this thing might be rigged. It's going to Jake. <laughs> Sorry, the fill me in on what conference we're in. I just got a call that I probably should have taken for oh work. Hey, it was a work, this is crazy <laughs> work thing. This, this is I got a call. I got a call and I was probably supposed no. to answer it, and uh, I didn't. So 
Uh, we're going alphabetical. It's probably the Big Ten, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Big yep. Ten. Big Ten. Uh, give me Maryland. Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Oh. I mean, we're, God we're damn. All right. Well, eight. I'll Maryland follow suit, I guess. Eight points for Maryland. I'll, I'll take Illinois here. I'll take Illinois here with five points, and that will wrap up the Big Ten. People, the conference these people who are new are probably like thinking I'm a moron for picking these guys, but it's like, people, this is my, th- I mean, no, my third year around. It's I just more. need to hit one. It's like, yep, it's just one part. Of, it's like a one twelve teamer. I just need to hit it one time. Did you score a point last year? What'd you say? Did, you score Did what? Me? I scored a couple. Not worth. Not worth. No, I scored a couple. <laughs> not worth. <laughs> Conference it. USA. Who's got first pick? Parks. Who do you think has first pick? It would be Reese Snyder. Dude, goddamn right it is. <laughs> Who is it? Oh, let's see here for a second. He's got to look up who's I mean, in who's in Conference no USA. I gotta see what the point. I gotta see what the points are worth. Uh, you know what? Give me, give me the dogs. Okay. Is, is Conference USA still a conference? Yeah. We got seven teams. Seven teams. Google it. Who's next? Sorry, Reese. Uh, okay, second pick going in the Conference USA will be JP. We are literally yeah, just running in order. We're hitting the one-two like consecutively. I'll take Western Kentucky. The favorite. West- I one. think favorite by a yeah a one mile point to Western and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's close. It was like Toledo. Third pick year. goes back to Jake. What? There's Dude, there's so many bad teams. Thing. Just give me Liberty. Two points. Give me Liberty or Liberty, give me Liberty, death. Liberty. Liberty lost about everybody at the transfer portal, including their head coach. Yep. All right. This will be, uh, I guess, the long shot here. I'll take FIU, the lowest odds, because they'll wear the Vice U uniforms every game. FIU for seven points. To that would Mac, be – that's how you win. That's how you win this shit, man. You just Schaefer's not wrong on that. Uh, Schaefer, you actually get the first pick in our next conference, which is – Mac. Mac, I'm gonna go uh, Ohio. First time, Damn, I first that. time winners, Ohio. That'd be a like win that. week three. Then you could win the conference point game. I'm telling you, <laughs> could be a big win. I'm gonna hit both my conference winners in that game. They're both. They're Reese. both gonna end up winning. Reese, you have Miami, the next Ohio. pick. Miami, Ohio. Man, I'm just kind of getting left to dry out here. Give me uh, JP, you have the pick after. Well, I think the wrong move is to take the favorite, so that's probably what I'm going to do. A little too often. I'll take Toledo. Okay, Toledo off the board for one point, the chalk. And then so that leaves me with I will take the great team out of uh, Buffalo. So I'll take Buffalo. Three points on the board for Buffalo. Mark that down right now, folks. I yep. win this all the time. Now – to the Mountain West, where we have already outlined a team with Boise State. Let's see who gets the first pick. And I'm going to guess Schaefer's, if he gets a chance, he'll take Boise State as he believes they're that big of a Good thing he's favorite. not going to get it. Too bad he did get it. Jake, you have the Too first really. pick. Take him. He's Schaefer, take why it. are you waiting on oh, him? I, he's taking Utah State. It is me. It is me. Yeah, we will take Boise. Yep. Win! This you kid muffed out. We're recapping. You're, you're like the guy in fantasy football that's on FaceTime for the draft. It's like the out. seventh round. I heard you. 
No fuck face. They're gone. <laughs> Dial in. Now I'm the second pick. Now you pissed me off. Now you're getting in my head. You're getting in my head. Uh, give me Air Force. God. For Air Force for three. For three. I'm running. I'm running on fumes with shit. For who to pick? pick? Just double checking because uh, Reese gets the next pick. Boise State for one. Good. Give me give me San Diego. I'll take San Diego. San Diego State off the board. JP, who's wrapping up Mountain West? Yeah, we're gonna go long shot. I haven't put a real long shot on here. I'll take Colorado State for six. Go Rams. That is quite the long shot. They do not have an easy schedule. Um, now we're to the Pac-12. To the Pac-12. Finally, back to Power Five. Let's go on the Wheel of Fortune. Let's go to myself. I love that. Um, I will take the good old Oregon Ducks for two. Okay, fair. Won't complain with that. All right. Especially even the same names day. on the wheel, so it saves us time. And this one is going to Jacob. Jacob gets a second pick. Hey, JP. Don't do Suck it. it. Give me Washington. Take him. <laughs> Not worried about it. Not worried about now it. Do I, now do I want it no Washington for three no points. JP, you get the next pick. Awesome. We're going to go Utah. Back to back to back. I actually just want the four points that it's worth. Um, I think there's another one that you should be happy with getting, Reese. Yeah, I mean... I'm 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 just gonna take the chalk on this one. Oh, I wanted you to go Oregon State though. No, I'm not taking Oregon State's not gonna be that good this year. Take Stanford, dude. Put up a number. <laughs> you need the points. To the SEC, let's go to one of the most dense conferences in the country. You can't make this up, man. Jake wins it. Okay, I haven't gotten the first pick the entire time. These two have been on fire. Don't ask me, ask the wheel. It's not clapping, but it can. Tired of the wheel. Hmm. I'm really realizing on our spreadsheet, sometimes I forgot to move the numbers back around after I moved yeah, around. See, cool. was, you know where they're at. Yeah. How do you move LSU? Can I get LSU for six yeah. points? Is that is that a lot? No, you get them for three. Don't, don't play that. <laughs> uh, I will take Kentucky for seven points. Damn. <laughs> All right. JP, you have the next pick in the SEC. Yeah, beautiful. I'll. I'll take LSU. Shot, all right. I'll take LSU for three. That's a good pick right there. LSU for three. Uh, this one goes to myself, Reese. I apologize. And I am going to take the Tennessee Vols worth four. Reese, I, again, you can't be mad with what was left with you. Tennessee is worth how much? Three. Um, I'm going to take Bama just because I don't want to take. I don't want to take one point. Tennessee's worth four, by the way. The graphics all wanky. Okay, Tennessee That's my bad. You took Alabama though for two. Alabama with two. Yep. Again, to the Sun Belt, our final conference. This has been tougher than I thought it was going to be to outline <laughs> which conference we were on at the time. We've covered a ton, but our last conference is the Sun Belt, and the first pick will go to who? Jordan Pierce. Yeah, you get absolutely. the absolutely. first pick. Absolutely, it does. I'll take Marshall <laughs> for four. I think that for four is a good spot. I'll, South Alabama and Troy are the two best teams. I'm a de facto app guy, but I'll take Marshall 
they're going to be. That actually better. breaks my heart. I wanted Marshall. Good pick there. Reese, you have the second pick. Give me the shots. Uh, Good pick. He's tearing out his heart as slowly as possible at this moment in time. No Marshall. Yeah. No Coastal. <laughs> that hurts. And Jake, you get the third oh. pick. USA! 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 One point. <laughs> One point. <laughs> nice. Please, no, pick. Uh, I'm going to take App State. I'll take App State worth the uh, three points here, please. That'll wrap up all of the conferences in our conference champion draft. We'll put out the graphic. It's going to take us a little bit of time. As you can see, there's a ton of teams to put on there. Parks does a great job with outlining who has who. And we'll keep up with that throughout the year to see kind of who's in position to score the most points. The final thing we're going to get into, we're just going to pick a win total over and a win total under that we both like or all of us like uh, separately for this upcoming year. We want to cover this this week rather than next as we want to jump into as many week one games as we can next week. Let's start with Schaefer. Your favorite win total over is who? I covered it last week. Uh, I'm going to say Penn State. Uh, you're not getting a you're not getting a gracious uh, line. It's at minus 140, but this team's at nine and a half. Uh, and I I mean, like I talked about before, all they got to do is beat Michigan or Ohio State, and this is cashing mm. easily. So that's my favorite over. Perfect, Penn State is one that is taken for our favorite over win total at this point. Reese, who do you have? You want to hear a stupid one? <laughs> Georgia. 11 I love and a half. that. Oh my God. I actually do love you're, that. You're lay 11 and a half. That's Georgia a great pick. You get him at like, it stupid, should be stupid. What a stupid line for your win total. 11 Here's my only, it should, it's, it's, not. it's plus 115. Uh, my only problem is, is that they might be, they might have higher odds as an underdog in Knoxville uh, in week 11. Like, you could probably get him at plus 130. Maybe you dump. I don't know about that. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. They'll be favored. Still favored. So I had to go somewhere different. Parks, you got a favorite win total over. Yeah, actually, both my favorite over and under come from the same division. I think my favorite over is Illinois over six and a half wins. I like I that. think they get I, seven. I agree with you. <laughs> Have that I down as well. Down but I do like that one. Um, I'll go here first. I think if you're not going to pay the juice, uh, which is one of the ones I have, I think at minus 120, this is worth your um, dollar. Hit over seven, Mm -hmm. I think is a good look. Over seven at minus 120. If you want to pay juice somewhere, UTSA over seven and a half, that's minus 165. But I think that's more of a sure thing than the pit one. Um, But I'm a big fan of both those plays. To the under, we go. And does anybody have Northwestern with me? I have some. Me. That's my, mine came from the same division. I have Northwestern under three and a half. Reese, did you say you have them as well? I had that. I was going to have another one of case. Okay. I, I just, I only wrote down Northwestern. So Parks has Northwestern as well, correct? Do you have another one? Yes. Parks? Nope. Northwestern. Okay. That's the best pick out there. That's because we are the best. Yep. That's what I like to hear. Me and Parks have the best under pick already. I think I actually have the best one, but that's okay. And it's actually in, in the okay. same conference. I'm going to go Indiana at plus 125 at under three and a half. They don't get Northwestern on their schedule. Um, and if they beat Indiana State and Akron, which they probably will, they have to win two Big Ten games. Rutgers and Michigan State, probably their only chances. I think they split one of those. 
So you think they get three? Yep. If not two. Yeah. All right. That's understood. Hey, we're just hammering the Big Ten right now on these. It's a uh, terrible conference at the bottom. It's absolutely terrible. It's just specifically the West. It's the West. (laughs) Reese, the West gets shit on. It's actually an East team. Um, I got Virginia at under three and a half. I love how we all did. We all take Power Five teams there too, and not just like a Virginia. Someone random out there. Sure did. I have a I have a group of five team as an over total. If you want one. Oh, I gave out UTSA on the over, oh, okay. but like you can totally give your own if you want to be not cool and original. Wyoming, Oop. over six and a half, okay, plus one fifteen. Talk pokes. Yep, they are guaranteed. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to beat Portland State, New Mexico, Fresno State, and App State. They got to win three more games on their schedule. I think they can do it. You're giving them that App State win now at home. Yep. That's going to be way tougher than I think you think. It is. Well, that's if, they beat, if they beat Texas Tech at home week one, they're, that's easy pickings. That's a big win. I mean, now we're talking beating Texas Tech at home. <laughs> that's a big Easy pickings. You passed it early. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a tough one, but I can see it. I don't dislike that, Schaefer. I think we all like watching Wyoming. That's it for this episode. We have gone over a ton of stuff in this one. And I am super excited for there to actually be games to talk about after this Saturday. We'll dive into week one next week. We'll go off the Thursday games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You have a full weekend of football over the Labor Day weekend. Anything that we didn't touch on that somebody wants to make a comment on or something that we just skipped over. I know we covered a ton in this. There's a ton of information in here, but we're just so pumped for football games. Finally. I got a question. I got a question. All right. Is football back? It's so yes. back. It's a yes. It is so back. It's going to be a yes for me, sir. I also have a question. Yeah. Is it wild in a podcast where we consistently create and post clips to sit in the corner of the screen like a chicken nugget? I mean, no, it's, it's and in the corner. Just, he's, 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 you're going to think you're a little I'm person. Just, in the, I'm in the hanging, I'm kind of just started hanging out after we got down to the, <laughs> the SEC or wherever we were yeah, at in that game. Happy to be I was here. just chilling in that game. And then just kind of became casual. You can clip me out in in our TikTok videos. It's fine. Oh, so good. I'm super pumped for week zero. It's going to be a ton of fun. Make sure you watch all the games you can. Again, we think Miami or, excuse me, Ohio traveling across country to play San Diego State is going to be the best one. I'm excited. You're excited. We were going to release these closer to midweek as the weeks start to roll on with college football. So expect these on Wednesdays or Thursdays going forward so we can get a little recap from the week prior and jump into a preview of the upcoming games. Thank you for tuning in. Please, if you could follow us or subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on all the social medias, and then give us a rating down below. Totally helps us out, expose more fans to this podcast, and help us reach more college football fans. Thank you for tuning in. Parks, let us go. Tell your mom I said hi. Tell your friend to give this episode a listen and play the damn fight song. Play it!